Hi, I'm Wyatt. And I'm Grace. And you're listening to Our Dad and your host of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Vodacy Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. I cannot tell you how excited I am to have to uh, get the chance to talk to one of our members inside of our group, another one of our success stories and these member interviews. I know you guys love them when you're listening to them. Those of you watching on YouTube, be able to see us here. Um, we've got our member, Eli Grilecki, and his wife is not joining us, but she's a big part of this process as well, Lindsay. We tried to talk her into it because she makes both of us look good, doesn't she? Doesn't she, Eli? Yeah. Absolutely does. Yeah, absolutely. So we're gonna we're gonna give her a, a decent amount of credit in this process because she's a big part of it. But uh, Eli, um, thank you so much for joining us. We're we're super excited to hear your story, and I I'm, I want everybody to to hear your story and and appreciate you sharing it with us today. So welcome. Hey, thanks, man. I'm so pumped to be here. I'm so pumped to be on, and uh, can't wait to to share everything with you because. You and the group have been such a big part of, you know, what we've done over the last year. So awesome, man. Well, I, I can tell you 100% that uh, you and, and all of our members, you know this, but you guys make what I do so fun and just so enjoyable. And this is one of my favorite parts of exactly why I love it and what uh, what I get to do every day is just to hear hear the journey and hear the success. And you guys are, you're starting to see the fruits of your labor. We're going to talk about some of that labor because, it's, it's not always easy, right? And that's one of the reasons why I love doing these interviews is so you can share the story that so people don't always think that this just happens overnight, right? No, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot to it. But, you know, part of that journey is having the guidance to help you get to the end goal. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, let's let's start off just uh, tell everybody a little bit about where you are, uh, where you, where you guys live, what you do, where you're, you know, what you're passionate about. Um, you know, it's been about a year journey getting here. So it's been a, almost exactly a year ago now, right? When you joined Odyssey. Yep. Joined and, in December last year. So it's, I'm, I mean, probably to this day, actually, I mean, yeah. it's right around this time. That's awesome. Well, well, where, where are you from? What, what do you guys do? Yeah. So I'm originally from Wisconsin, grew up, uh, in Wisconsin, hence the, uh, the, Aaron Rodgers uh, signed football here. If you guys can see it, oh, nice dude. That's that's yeah. a, he's, um, he's he's a kind of a kind of a big deal out back in Wisconsin, right? Sure is, man. <laughs> I've heard. No, yeah. <laughs> but I uh, grew up in Wisconsin. Um, I actually I have story for a different day, but I uh, met Lindsay in Las Vegas, um, and uh, she happened to live out in Seattle. Um, so you know, I ended up moving out here about five or six years ago. Um, and I own an online business. Um, and so, you know, I'm able to work remote. Um, and uh, yeah, let's see what else. I grew up uh, with a cabin in my family um, back in Wisconsin and grew up snowmobiling, four-wheeling, um, campfires, you know, all the good stuff that comes with owning a, a cabin. And so as soon as I got out here, you know, I, it's been on my mind for so long that I'm like, you know what, I just really, I can't wait to get you know, a cabin on my own. So it's kind of, that's the short version of, uh, of it's, it's where it started. Awesome. Hey, yeah. any, uh, so you, you guys, uh, you, you don't have nearly as much gray in your uh, beard as I have in mine. And so, um, I've got a few years on you. Any, uh, you guys, uh, it's fun to see you get, get started as early as you guys are. And, um, is this the first, is this your first, uh, venture into investing in real estate or have you done any in the past? So I, 
have wanted forever to own real estate. Um, something about it, like I've always been such an investor at heart, um, you know, hence why my business is in the stock market. Um, and I've been investing in stocks and everything for so long. Um, but last year actually ventured into real estate. So we purchased five long-term rentals last year. Um, and so, you know, we've been kind of holding those, but as you know, like, you know, long-term rentals don't necessarily bring you any joy. You can't use them for anything. Yeah. So, yeah, five long-term rentals, um, actually in the process of, of maybe selling some of those off right now. So this and, is and, uh, with the, with the thought of putting them into, in, into this asset class or just, uh, ready to, ready to get out of them. No, absolutely. Putting it, rolling it right into, uh, into the short-term rentals. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. And so, so you, you found us, you kind of started getting, bought the long-term rentals, started getting interested in short-term rentals, um, and then joined our group almost like you said, literally almost exactly a year ago. Um, and, and you guys really dove in and like right into the deep end. I remember you guys got into it and, and really just, you know, your personality is, Hey, we're, if we're going to do something, we're going to do it all the way, which I love. And and we really got after it. You guys rolled up your sleeves and you, you dove into the acquisition phase. Um, you know, before we, we hit record, I was telling you, you know, I'm so proud of you guys because you really went through this process. You dove into one of the hardest acquisition markets that I've ever been a part of one of the hardest times to rehab a property, which you guys went through the rehab process. We're going to talk a lot about that. And then now you're, you're hitting it to the end where you're getting those bookings. You got the finished product and seeing the fruits of your labor. So it's really, it's really been a journey the whole year, right? You guys dove in and you were under contract pretty quickly, right? If I remember right. Yeah, we, we put in about, I think we put in three offers before we, we got accepted for the first one. Yeah. Um, but one thing I really wanted to mention was how we actually transitioned from, you know, long-term to short-term Yeah. and my, it had to be, I mean, we moved quick, but last December sometime, Lindsay and I were talking about, you know, how our skill sets match up to owning and uh, a short-term rental and asset like this, because, yeah. you know, I, I'm an online business owner and Lindsay's like a host at heart. And um, so our skill sets kind of matched up. And it wasn't until I saw your training that we kind of put two and two together and we're like, man, I think we would be really good at this. It's not only investing, but it's also running your own small little business. Yeah. And both of us have experience with that. And Lindsay's got a marketing background. Um, and so you know, we were like, wow, this is honestly, this fits us so well. And you have that aspect of it. And then you also have the aspect of, you know, you get to enjoy this for yourself. And I think that that what else can you really do that with? Yeah. You can have something like this, that's your own business and your own, your investment and your, you know, your future, but also something that you can really enjoy. So like, you know, early on your, your message just spoke directly to us. And I mean, we, we definitely hit the ground running. I joined and I watched the whole course in probably, I don't know, like I, I've heard somebody else talk about it on the podcast before, but I was like, I think I beat that record even. I think it was like a day and a half and I watched everything. And so, yeah, I mean, it's awesome. It you just right you, time. 
Yeah. And, and you hit on a couple points that I want to unpack as we start to go through your journey and your process. And a couple of them um, that we've talked about before is one, these are like little businesses, right? Yeah. And and so there's there's a there's some pros to that and there's some cons mm-hmm. to that, right? It yep. doesn't mean that that's the you know the best thing in the world. And as yep. an entrepreneur, you understand like, okay, there's you understand everything, you know, marketing and customer experience yep. and all of this stuff, which fits really, really well in the short-term rental space. Sometimes yep. though, as an entrepreneur, on our skill sets as an entrepreneur, we we sometimes will take more risks than we should, right? Mm-hmm. We're used to like driving hard. And so sometimes entrepreneurs aren't the best investors because we kind of forget, we understand kind of how to maximize the asset, but sometimes we forget about the underwriting of the asset, right? And so those are some of those skill sets that we need to know. And I know your business revolves around investing. So it's a little bit different where you, you do, you know, take the underwriting process series, which I know you guys did, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, it is because we can get involved and we do have the ability to maximize it with like marketing and customer experience, all yeah. those things, it allows us to make them more, more money, right? Yeah. Not all short-term yeah. rentals make a lot of money, but when your skill sets line up to that, you, the opportunity, when you're looking at the opportunity on your long-term portfolio and your short-term rental portfolio, the opportunities are totally different because you now have an asset that you can maximize where on the long-term side, there's not a lot you can do to it, right? There's, there's, there's a market rent for a three bed, two bath in the mar- in the city you're in. And there's not, not a lot you can do. And so it's exciting to hear you, you know, say how that resonated with you and how you really understand that, especially from your background. And, but even somebody yeah. without an entrepreneurial background, it's nice for them to hear that because that is something that, that we, that is available in this space that can be really fun and exciting to dive into. Oh yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. Like when I first joined, I had no idea how to underwrite a deal. Um, and, you know, even from the start, I think that was the biggest transformation that I had uh, within Vodacy was how to underwrite that deal. And in our area, I've gotten so good at it by just looking now. It's like yeah. second nature. And I always heard you talk about like, oh, I've done so many of these. And, and it's like, it's so funny watching yourself go through those steps and being like, oh, wow, like I, you know, I can do that so quick now. Um, yeah. That's why I always, I'm a huge advocate now to other people about starting in an area that you know, because you know the area, you know why people use it, yes, and you know what they're looking for when they go there, Yeah, you know, and so just getting to know a certain area, and I mean, I was, I was talking to a property manager um, at one of the houses that we were um, putting an offer in on one of the cabins, and he was like, you know, kind of secretive, you know, he's like, this property right here grosses 60,000 a year on, you know, and now I look at that. I'm like, man, I don't even think those guys were running it. Like we would, you know, because I was like, you'd be doing way more than that just by knowing the area and knowing everything. And, and so, yeah, I mean, that was the biggest question that I got answered the first day that I joined. Well, and I always tell people when they are, when you are diving into this game and you are underwriting a deal, right? We talk to a lot of strict investors that they want to know how to underwrite a deal and we know how to underwrite the deals, but there's, there's a, there's this logic based part of our underwriting, but there's, there's also what I call the emotional side of the underwriting. And that's understanding the market. It's understanding why people go there. It's understanding what they love about the area because 
ultimately that is how you're going to make the most money is yep. by understanding both sides of it, right? There's a market value or there's a market like rent, if you will, right? There's properties, yep. like you said, the $60,000 and the guy's like, Hey, this makes $60,000. It's like, okay, I get it. But what's the upside here? And yep. by understanding the rest of the equation, you understand what the upside is and where you really should be operating. And that's what's so fun. And that's where like, you know, you've heard me talk about this, Eli, and, and I've talked about it in our group. I've talked about it on these podcasts. And so our listeners have probably heard me say this, but I'm just going to continue to beat this dead horse is when you, buy, when you go invest, make sure it's an area that you love and that you want to enjoy and that you understand. And it doesn't mean you have to have been going there your whole life. Like I buy in areas where like I never buy sight unseen areas. I'll always go if I find an area that, that looks like it's pretty investable. And it has, it has things that I'm drawn to. I'll go spend a week or two there and I can get to know an area pretty well, oh, yeah. whether I like it or not. Right. And so, yep. but understanding the emotional appeal and why people go there, why they love it, what the profit drivers are, that's that, that's the, that's the non-logical side of the underwriting that we really need to understand. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, you've said it before, but standing out in a crowded market there's no better way to stand out in a crowded market than to deliver something to somebody that they are looking for in that area. Yeah. And that's, that's the number one best way to stand out, you know, yeah. and knowing, knowing what people are going to look for and knowing what you would want. Like that's the first one was so, you know, perfect for us was this is what we would want. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if you, I always tell people we're, we're, if you want it, somebody else is going to want it too. Maybe not everybody, but somebody right. is, and there's going to be enough of them that are, you can make really good money in this game. And so, so let's, let's transition now into, so, so you go through the course and, you know, less than, less than a weekend, right. And then you yep. guys are making offers. You're, you're learning yep. the underwriting process. You're running the numbers. You're not getting all the offers, right. We found some good deals. You got beat out on. And, and ultimately the, this property came up, tell us a little bit about the property and how that process went. Yeah. So, you know, initially after going through the course and, and kind of, you know, learning how to, to work through these deals, um, we started seeing some, some good deals pop up and they weren't popping up often. Um, you know, you've said it before, but this is low season. This yeah. is, we made our offer. I think we got accepted January last, uh, or January, 2021. Yeah. So not a lot of deals, not a lot of people going out in the snow to look at properties um, but we put an offer on, I think it was two or three other properties beforehand. And, uh, you know, they ended up going like a hundred K over asking and, and, uh, you know, by our third one, you know, I remember reaching out to you and I, I see them in the group every now and then people getting discouraged. Yeah. Um, but by the third one, this, this property came up and, um, it needed a lot of work. And I remember my original email to you was, this is going to need a, a renovation. How do you feel about it? And, you know, I remember being super excited about getting the offer accepted because we kind of had a chance to write our own story with this property. And we got to pick color schemes, flooring, aesthetics of it, you know, everything. And so getting that offer accepted and then, you know, hitting the ground running on a renovation was was just super fun for us. I mean, it was great bonding time for, you know, Lindsay and I. Um, and it was just so such a fun process. I got to buy some new tools, um, but yeah, that it was it was such a fun fun uh, fun process there. That's awesome. Tell me, do you? I, I have an idea what my answer was. Do you remember what my answer was when you asked about the renovation? 
Yeah, I, I would have to look exactly what it was uh, back on the email, but I, I think you asked me if I got any contractor bids or anything or, you yeah. know, what it was. Yeah, you, usually right now I'll ask somebody, have they, have, have you done a renovation? You know, yep. how, how confident are you in the team that yep. you've got around you to do it? Because renovations right now, I mean, is they're tough, right? And, oh, and yeah. You guys did a lot of work. You had a lot of fun with it. You know, I know yeah. I, I saw some pictures of you guys and your you you and your friends hanging out for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and uh, and just making a fun time of it. And so, yeah. and you guys, it's awesome that you were able to do that. But I always tell people, you know, because there's material shortages and, yes. and labor shortages right now can be stressful and and it can delay things. Right? It probably yep. it probably took you a little longer than you thought it was yes. going to take you. And, and those yeah. are the other things that we talk about. Yeah. And that, and that, that's completely true. I mean, we had, we had to fight like the lumber prices. Granted, we didn't use a whole ton of lumber, but we'd certainly bought lumber. Uh, but we had our garage doors were delayed by about six months. Uh, we ordered our hot tub like three months ago, and that's probably not even coming in for another few months. Yeah. Um, so we had, we definitely fought some of the, the shortages. Um, but we just, honestly, we just made the best out of it, you know, we're just happy to be in service by the end of the year. Yeah, that's it's it's so there's a there's a huge difference in when I talk to so many people, right? And, and our um, in the attitude you take going into it. And you and Lindsay have had this this amazing attitude the whole time. You've enjoyed the process. You know that there's going to be bumps in the road. There were no doubt frustrations along the way. But you guys have just had it, you've and you've carried that same attitude all the way through. Like, hey, we're we're gonna just absolutely absorb this, enjoy it, learn from it, yep. and just have a lot of fun with it. Versus looking at it and saying, man, this is this is just you know I can't get this now, or this yep. is delayed, or this is delayed, and I it makes up, such right. a huge difference in in how that journey goes for you. And I just. It's been so fun watching you guys along this journey and being, uh, you know, a small part of it and just, you know, kind of tagging ourselves along vicariously through it. And uh, because, but a lot of it is because your guys' attitude through it, you've yeah. taken such a great attitude and having so much fun with it. And, you know, I always tell people, you know, it's one of the reasons why we named our, our company Vodacy. You know, we put the V in front of Odyssey because Odyssey is this epic journey and it's this epic journey with all these ups and downs. Right. And, and that's what we're on. And so, and, and I just, I've had so much fun watching you guys through that process. Yeah. Thanks, man. And I know like I've, I've hit you up so many times on random questions and, and uh, always got such great feedback, um, you know, but for us, like throughout this, this process, like, you know, taking the right approach, um, but also like, you know, enjoying that time with your significant other. Yeah. And then like, just the way that we work together with her, you know, design and her, you know, however she like can design or decorate a room and, and whatever. And I could just, I do it. Like, I'm just like, sure, I'll get the wood and do it. Yeah. But, you know, I remember so many times we were like, Hey, what should we do with this loft upstairs? And you're like, well, if you could add a room on, and that's like what Lindsay told me an hour beforehand. And she's like, yep, see so like all these times, you know, all these questions we ask, she's, she says the same thing. And I was always like, well, I'll ask Sean and she, you guys had the same answer every time. That's awesome. But, that's yeah, awesome. Such a fun, fun process. That is fun. Yeah. And I've, like I said, I've had so much fun watching you guys go through it. And uh, yeah. so tell us about, so we, you, you bought the property. It was a rehab. Um, yep. Where, where was it at? Tell, tell us a little bit about the the property. It's one of my favorite types of properties I was telling you about before, but let, tell, tell everybody a little bit about the property. 
So the property is about an hour and a half outside of Seattle, um, just over the mountain range. I think it's a Cascades, um, but it's uh, kind of ironic. My cabin when I was a kid was about an hour and a half away. Um, so I, I wanted to kind of stick in that, that uh, you know, drive time. Yeah. But it's right over the mountain pass. We're still at about like 2,200 feet elevation, um, but it's near Suncadia. And if you're from Seattle, you'll know what Suncadia is because it's like a really nice, big uh, vacation resort. They've mm -hmm. got golf courses, wineries, all this stuff. We're real close to it. We're not, you know, paying ridiculous HOA prices like in Suncadia, but we're right outside. So we have a constant flow of people that come from Seattle um, that are just looking to come over the mountains and see snow and, you know, and everything uh, that goes along with, you know, some of the, the winter activities like our we're kind of near a golf course that turns into like a sledding hill. Um, you know, so seeing all the people that book our place, like it's they're, you know, nine times out of 10 from Seattle and want to just come over and see snow. So it's really nice to be within driving distance. And, you know, I think that a big trend is going to be over the next you know few years is those driving destinations, the driving vacations. You don't have to fly every time. You don't have to go, you know, hours and hours away. You can, drive within two hours and, you know, go stay at a cool place. And, you know, one of the benefits of living in Seattle is you've got ocean, you've got forest, you've got mountains, um, you, you know, you can pick what you want. Yeah. And, and, and I, on the mountain. I a hundred percent agree with you with the drive through this, the drive to destinations and these destinations that are a couple hours outside of major metropolitan areas. Like when you start, when we start, you know, we're about ready to start uh, doing our Facebook advertising and your own website and direct bookings. Like we won't even go outside of Seattle, right? We don't, you don't need to, like, we're not going to, we're not going to try to attract somebody from California or Florida or anywhere else. You've got a major metropolitan area. It's really fun. It's one of the funnest things and, and one of the biggest benefits, I believe, of the short-term rental industry and what Airbnb has done and become as far as those big OTAs and making really these least smaller destinations, very well known. And, you know, there's a lot of people even from Seattle that might not, that might've moved there like you, right? You came from Wisconsin, you're in Seattle. You might not have really known some of these areas exist outside of some of the, the popularity of the short-term rental market. So it's really fun. And that's why we're seeing such explosive growth in a lot of these areas. And that's a big thing. That's a big point too, is uh, I would say over half of the people that I've booked so far have moved to Seattle from Texas, Vegas. Um, can't remember the other ones offhand, but they they want to come out. They've they moved out here and now they want to go play in the snow. Or oh, yeah. So and they and explore and they've they've may have heard about you know the area, but they might not you know know exactly what's there. But they know that if they go over to the mountains, they're gonna be in snow and they're gonna you know, be able to explore. And yeah. so the best thing that we can do is obviously attract them with our marketing and then, and our pictures and stuff, but also give them a great experience when they get there. What yeah. are you interested in? Why are you here? Birthday, yeah. anniversary. Um, are you, you know, do you like wine tasting? Do you like breweries? And fortunately we're in a place that has, you know, all of those things. Yeah. Awesome. And so, so the property, Tell, um, so it's, it's, it's just outside of Seattle in the mountains there. Um, and it's, it's a frame cabin, right? What, uh, that you guys found, I told, 
Eli, before we hit record, one of my favorite property types are A-frames in the mountains. And so I've been, uh, uh, like I said, when I say I'm living vicariously through him and Lindsay, I, I'm very much trying to do that because I love the property. I love the area. Um, it turned out awesome. You guys did an amazing job on the remodel. And uh, for those of you listening or watching on YouTube, we're going to have the link to Eli and Lindsay's property in the show notes. So you can check it out. It's uh, And if you're in that area, you ought to go stay at it. And uh, it's just, it turned out amazing. We saw, we got the benefit of seeing the befores. You guys will see the afters. Um, and and it turned out, um, it's just it's just a lot of fun. Not a huge cabin, right? Not Nothing oh. nothing crazy. What, uh, it, it's two bed, two bath, right? Yep. So it's about 1,800 square feet. And, um, you know, the previous owner, he built it. And um, I think in 95 and built like before like a frames were cool, you know, yeah. like he, he built, I mean, the ceilings are 30 feet tall yeah. um, and like at the peak, I guess, but like, you know, it makes for such a, a beautiful view of walking into this place and seeing the windows that are right in front of you. And just like the shock factor, you know, even like even before we did any of the renovations, you walk in and you're like, wow, this is super cool. And something about those A-frames. Yeah. And you know, we're perched up on the mountains a little bit. We got mountains in the background. Um, you can't really see it, but there's a river, there's a golf course. I mean, it's it's like literally everything that we were, you know, hoping it would be. Yeah. Have you guys been able to use it a little bit since you've got it done? <laughs> so um we joke about that a lot because we were so excited to recoup funds. And then now everybody else staying there. We're so jealous of them. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Lindsay back in like August, she was bugging me about buying Christmas trees. And I'm like, Lindsay, like Christmas isn't for, you know, however long. And she's like, no, I, we got to get this Christmas tree. And so we found this Christmas tree for sale and it's like, basically you just put it together and all the lights are already on it. Yeah. And so we went up last weekend or two weeks ago and we, we put this Christmas tree and it's beautiful. It's like 15 feet tall. It's absolutely gorgeous and decorated for Christmas. And like, I just got so sad because I was like, I want to stay here. You know, <laughs> one of my big things was I wanted to put in a, a wood stove. And so we got a nice clear glass, like um, with a clear glass front. So yeah. you can see the fire wood stove. And it's just my favorite thing, just lighting a fire and just hanging out. You yeah. Know? So yeah, we, we haven't got to use that as much, but we're, blocked, right. we're that's the, that's the, that's the drawback of doing a great job yeah. with the property. Right. It's uh, <laughs> so let's talk about that. What, uh, let's talk about some of the numbers results. Did you, how did your, uh, let's start with acquisition. Let's uh, um, I'd love to hear, and I don't even actually know these numbers on the yeah. budget for the rehab where you end up coming in at um, what the, the, what the, I know you had to, you, you know what the after repaired value is because you guys added some value to the property at this stage. Um, and then, and then we'll talk about when it came live in the bookings. Yeah. So we purchased for, um, five fifty, and, uh, I think it was listed for five twenty five. but you know, we weren't messing around. We're like, we're going to offer this. Mm -hmm. And we, they had a review date like four or five days after. And we were like, no, just like, let's just end it here. You know, we were pretty aggressive. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the family was like, um, yeah, sure. We'll accept before the review date. And so we set a budget of about a hundred grand, uh, for the renovation. Okay. And we ended up spending a little bit more because the deck, we ended up putting in like a composite deck with, um, really nice tempered glass, like 
um, you know, panels. And oh yeah. So you don't cut out the view. Yeah. Awesome. So we spent yeah. a little bit more on the deck and then obviously, you know, we bought like a nice, a really nice six person hot tub. That's hopefully coming in soon, but yeah. we went over a little bit on the budget, not by much. I think we ended up all in was maybe like 150 K. Okay. Um, that's including furnishing it. Yeah. Um, and we, we did not skimp on materials. Mm -hmm. uh, really. We went really nice beds. We, we put a lot of thought into everything and everything was for purpose. We yeah. didn't want to go really expensive. We didn't want to go, you know, cheap. Everything was really thought out. Yeah. And, um, but we suspect we probably added about maybe 250, $300,000 in, in equity. Um, yeah. And luckily by, you know, doing all of this ourselves, we, you know, are able to use that equity now. I'm actually in the process of um, applying for a, a HELOC or an all-in-one like HELOC loan. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we can obviously touch on that later, but, you know, adding all that value, it was worth the, the year of, of work. Sure. Yeah. It's like giving yourself X amount of a raise, right? I mean, it's, you're, you're, you're definitely getting paid for it. It's not exactly. A, yeah, for sure. Yep. And, and so that all finished up. When did you finish up? So we finished up uh, about uh, beginning of or midway through November. And that right. was like after we put the polish on. That's when we got the clean. That's when we got, you know, everything ready to rent. So right about the Thanksgiving mark. Yep. And then we opened our calendar uh, for Thanksgiving week. And um, I mean, within a few hours, we booked Thanksgiving. Um, booked basically I, I have the numbers in front of me here but we booked we got uh, two families in literally from November 24th to December 1st and they got um, they were amazing guests like the best and so it was such an easy way to kind of ease in yeah but they got the 20% discount through Airbnb and um, so we were happy they were happy they left us an amazing amazing reviews. And so it kind of kicked off our journey on, on such a positive fun note. And, you know, we set out stuff for Thanksgiving for, you know, cooking stuff and the big Turkey tray. And just like, just knowing that people were there enjoying that meal with their families was just icing on the cake. Yeah. That's so Cheerio. awesome. And, and I hope people are hearing the small touches, you know, when we talk about delivering the fairy tale first, you didn't skimp on the, like on the, on the rehab and everything else. Right. But then you take time to do like have have the you know they're there for a Thanksgiving meal and yes. you take the time to put out the small things that they would need for cooking and then the turkey trays things like that those those aren't huge costs and huge things to do but it makes a huge difference in the experience that your guests have when they when they go there and we talk about delivering the fairy tale and having these yeah. unique you know themes and everything else. And I always tell people uh, many times it's these little things that make just a huge difference. And it's so fun. Like you, I can hear it when you're talking about it, how fun it was for you to be part of their holiday. Right. Yes. And, and such a, a great part of their holiday. And, yeah. and, and so whether it's the holidays or whether it's a, a family vacation in the summertime, whatever it is going that little extra mile. And, you know, you, you made such a difference in their experience and now all of a sudden, guess who they're going to book next time they come back, right? You already know they're coming back and, and it makes it so fun, but you, because you've taken 
you know, you've put your heart and your soul into it. They feel that. And now the property starts to have a soul and a story and everything else. So you just start to develop that along the way. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, uh, you know, another shout out to my wife here, she is born to be a host. And so, you know, she let left out, um, you know, coffee and all these small things for Thanksgiving that, you know, just made, just made their Thanksgiving and it's small things. And it's like, you know, we had another guest that it was her birthday and we got her eggs and cake mix and some frosting. And, you know, like that was mentioned in one of the reviews was that was such a nice touch. And it was, you know, maybe five, 10 bucks. Yeah. Um, We leave waters out, we leave snacks and we had kids come and we left, you know, some, some goldfish out for them. And it's just small things that, you know, go a long way with people. And, and, you know, I've stayed at places that they leave one roll of paper towel and one garbage bag for you. And you're staying there for three days. Yeah. And you're like, you know, so we left out tons of paper towels, like toilet paper, extra everything. We, we have a, for, I forgot box that has toothbrushes, floss, yeah. stuff in it. And because when you think about it, they could have chosen a hotel, Right. Yeah, you might not have the view. You might not have the amenities. Like that's why we love Airbnb. We get the yeah. amenities. We get the we get to pick the location. But at a hotel, if you think about it, they walk in, they're greeted, they have waters handed to them. They might have some beer or a snack in their room, and they have you know uh, a pool available, whatever it is. But they got the robes, yeah. and they feel pampered. Yeah. And so we wanted to extend that same feeling to somebody staying at our property. You know, and like it just it just made so much more sense to us to listen to people when they say why they're booking, because most people are booking for a reason. Yeah. Anniversaries, birthdays, yes. certain things. And it's like if you can go if if I ask you right now, would you accept twenty dollar like twenty dollars for a five star review? Would you pay twenty dollars for a five star review? It yeah. would be yes every single time. And so $20 will go such a long way in how people feel when they, when they walk in seeing that Christmas tree, you know, we have a a ring cam on the front of our, our cabin. And basically we don't really use it that much other than just, you know, Hey, people got there safe. And so I had this recording of, of this family showing up and making sure that they were there safe and everything. And I just so happened to hear they opened the door and the father and the little kid were like, wow, you know, and it was just like, that's why we did all this. That's right? awesome. That's, that's what we're trying to deliver to people. That's awesome. So you've got, so that, that was right out of the gate. Like you said, within, within minutes, you got those booked, you got the holiday. We're right now we're recording this uh, December 16th. So we're, you're, I mean, you've literally been live for a month. Um, yep. And uh, what is, what do the bookings look like right now through the end of the year? Um, because, because right now, let's be honest, this is not the busy time of the year in the area, right? You're, you're actually in your slow time and slow season up there. I mean, yeah, we're, we're on the way down to the slow, like the melt off season, Yeah, but this is not peak season by any means. Um, but as far as numbers, um, I feel it is, I do have to add that I, when I did the underwriting, I put myself in the 75th percentile bracket. Yeah. Because I was like, you know what, I, I'm not going to settle to be one of the mediocre places. I have enough people around me right now that can help me achieve. I want to be in the 95th percent. Right. 
Yeah. I did all my underwriting on the 75th. And it was like, I think it came out to be like 460 or somewhere on average a night. Uh-huh. Uh, December, we are 75% occupied at 550 a night. And January, we're already 45% booked at 550 a night. That's awesome. And so that's, that's ahead of where we should be. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I'm just so pumped that, you know, you can, you can control your own outcome in, in most cases, right? Yeah. And you can say, you know, I want to go the extra mile to be in that top tier property. And I think that having a group like you have and having the mentorship around you just helps so much in getting set up for that. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. chatting with, with Mike Pine actually on, the, on a call yesterday because I signed on with him as a client. And he was like, I started telling him some numbers and he was like, wow, you modesty guys are crushing it. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, you just, you get, you have that factor. And, yeah. you know, I, something that really resonates with me and not to get too, too far off ta- uh, track here, but something that resonated with me one time was you said that most of the people out there right now are just running mom, mom and pop shops. And like, this is a business to me. Mm-hmm. And with a little bit of knowledge, you don't even have to be a business owner. You don't even have to be an entrepreneur. You can run your place better than a significant chunk of people out there right now that are just throwing their house up with iPhone pictures and, you know, not thinking through what somebody would feel like when they come and book the place. Yeah. And so, you know, there's so much opportunity out there right now. This is, such an exciting time to be involved in this, you know, in, especially in this asset class. It's yeah. It's so fun. And it's so fun hearing you talk about it. I just, I, I can't say that enough. And like, you know, it, it's with like our Vodacy family, right. We've got yeah. 800, oh, yeah. we've got 800 Eli and, and Lindsay's in there. Right. And it's so, and when Eli's talking about you know, those of you that are listening and watching this, um, he's talking about the 50th percentile and the 75th percentile, the 90th, when we underwrite these deals, what he's referring to is we're looking at what the middle of the market does. We're looking at what the, the top 75th percentile of properties in a market do, and then what the top end of the market is doing. And then we decide, okay, where, where does this property stack up? Where does, where does my experience stack up? And that's exactly what we're shooting for. We're saying, Hey, listen, we're not going to play the game in the middle. And because to be honest, that's where all the competition is, is in the middle. And so the, it's actually less competitive at the top than it is in the middle. And so that it, once people start to really understand that, and it doesn't take a lot, right? It, it takes those of you that are listening. I know because I'm, I'm just sitting here listening and, and having a, an amazing conversation. And you can hear when Eli and Lindsay put this together they care about this and they're, they're excited about it and having fun with it. And that shows, and this is just the beginning, right? You don't even, you're doing this without a bunch of reviews. You're doing this right now without a lot of the repeat guests. When that stuff starts to snowball, which it will because of how you're taking this, it's, it's a, I mean, it, it, it's why we can talk about some of the crazy returns we talk about and that we're able to get. It's not that everybody does it. Most people, frankly, probably are close to that break even when we look at deals. But when you start to take those few extra steps, and like Eli said, would you pay 20 extra bucks to make somebody's 
you know, get a five-star review, but really all you're doing is making their day, right? How about the lady who's coming in for a birthday you didn't, and you've got the cake mix and the eggs and the birthday candles. And it's like, Hey, that, how fun is that? You know, just, just a little thing. Cause all people want to do is feel loved. Right. And that's all you're doing. You're saying, Hey, listen, we're thinking about you. We appreciate you coming in. We hope you enjoy this as much as we do. And, and that's what it's about. Right. 100%, you know, and, and if you think about it, if you take it a step further and you think about, you know, that family coming in that's celebrating a birthday and they have kids and they're all in the kitchen making a cake, you know, that's a memory that they're going to have yep. for years, right? And it's like, if you could be a small part of that memory and have it at your place, like there's nothing better, you know? Yeah. Oh, and so like, they're going to think of you next birthday, you know, they're yeah. going to be like, hey, remember that time we went to, you know, Clea Elm and stayed in that place and made that cake. And, you know, so it's, it's just so fun. It's so fun. It's so awesome. Yeah. It, it, it's just a fun process and it just continues. You, you, you yeah. have fun with it because now, you know, this weekend when the new guests check in, they're coming in for a reason and then next weekend and everything else. So, so you're a part of just a fun time and a process, right? Everybody's yep. happy to be there. And, and, you know, and you're, you are, there going to be issues with the house at some point, are you going to have something come up? Yes. But the way you handle it and the way you go about it, it's just all part of the process and how much fun you have. Yeah. So when you expect it too, I mean, like, you know, you, you, there's things that you can do to get your mindset in a space of like, um, the last guest accidentally brought home our dish remote. So, um, she lived in Seattle and she's like, Hey, I, I'll come, I got to give this remote back to you, you know? And we went and met her and grabbed it. We got to drive up there tomorrow. But I was like, hey, worst case scenario, I get to go up to my place for right. a few hours before the next guest checks in. Right. You know, right. things do um, happen once in a while. Yeah. Right. But it's just part of it. And, yes. and, it, and, and you have fun with it. You have a good attitude. That's what makes the biggest difference is, is yeah. the, the way you look at it. And so one of the things we didn't talk about, Eli, is um, how did you find, did you, did you guys, you didn't do cash, you bought, you got a loan on the property. Um, if I remember, it was an asset-based loan, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. And, uh, and so, you know, a lot of people do traditional financing um, and then you guys were able to go the asset-based route, which is another popular um, uh, route with, uh, and for those of you listening, those are loans that you don't have to personally qualify. You put a little bit more down, you pay a little bit higher interest rates. But the property itself qualifies for the loan, and uh, and and so it's it's a good option, especially for somebody if your debt to income is really high, or for self-employed people. You know, I use those yeah. loans a lot because yeah. we you know we write off so much stuff that it's that they work out really well for if you're a self-employed person. Yeah, and you know it it all depends on your personal strategy. Um, and like for me, our personal strategy was hoping that this would snowball. And I mean, there's, mm -hmm. there's, um, so many opportunities with, with this right now, like what you can do and how creative you can get. And if, if you're only looking to, to buy one property, yeah. um, you know, like, uh, Jeff in the group can easily help you out and get such a great loan. Mm -hmm. uh, but our, our plan was to, you know, get, uh, the asset based loans on, on a bunch of different properties, yep. you know, pay them down, eventually maybe convert to a, some sort of portfolio loan or whatever it is, but you just get, you get a lot of benefits with the asset based loan because it's not usually depending on the loan, but it's not counting against your personal debt. To yes. yes. So now next year, Lindsay and I can, you know, go buy our primary residence and just kind of continue to build up, um, 
you know, some of our properties, especially what Mike's helping me with, with, uh, you know, the, um, the tax benefits you get from right with the bonus depreciation yes. and, and material participation all that stuff yeah so mike's the exactly. cpa that we're that he's referring to and and uh, yeah. yeah that's a great point on the asset-based loans is and and why financing is such a big part of the strategy process of what yeah. type of loan you're going to use because you're you're exactly right that those loans don't typically hit your personal um, credit reports and your yep. personal debt to income and all those things. So you, and you can get unlimited. You can have, yeah. you, you don't end up hitting a max of 10 like you would with traditional right. loans, right? And so you can just continue to, to put those properties um, or get more properties with those type, that type of financing. Yeah, and I mean, like, you know, I used, uh, I used uh, Vizio lending um, and they have kind of, taken what I gave them with my underwriting and, um, you know, they've developed a relationship almost with, with Vodacy students. Yeah. It seems like yeah. they were like, Oh, we, we trust that, you know, exactly what you're, what you're bringing us. And I'm, and I'm sure they do their own due diligence and everything like that, but yeah. you know, they kind of, they understand that, Hey, we, when we go to them, we know what we're talking about here. Yeah. It's interesting. So we've got a couple, especially the asset-based lenders, particularly because they underwrite it based on the property, right? They're not right. underwriting the person. So um, some of the top asset-based lenders in the in the nation now, there's three of them that are direct lenders, um, but there's a lot of brokers out there. These are the the top yes. three direct lenders actually call me up and and want to know how we underwrite deals because to your point all of our students and our members are going to them and saying, and they're like, man, these are already underwritten. You know, they actually, they act, our underwriting process is actually a little more stringent than what they use on the lending side, which, which makes us feel good. Right. Um, yeah. You know, we're, we're, you know, not, nothing's ever perfect, but we're, we're pretty dang close with uh, and, and we take a pretty conservative approach to it. So it's a lot of, it yeah. makes it, you know, you know, especially when you're, when you're making a big purchase, that, that piece of the puzzle should be there. You know, it, it's not always, okay, I can make X amount of dollars. There are times where we're like, hey, the top end of this market doesn't look that great compared to the acquisition and, and they don't underwrite really well. And, uh, and so you have to be able to know that. If you don't know that, you need to learn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like before, before I joined, like I can't even think about flying blind into something yeah. and being like just buying it, you know, based on whatever it is that it's for sale or, you know, and then going through all these, these steps and getting to the end and being like, Oh, I might not even make some money here. I, yeah, you know, and, mark there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I was right. Maybe I wasn't right. Yeah. But, and, and, you know, there's, there's just such a great confidence about going into it, knowing what your ranges are and what your offer should be and what you're expecting as the outcome. And it's like, it's just more of a, it's more of a process than like a guessing game. Like, I mean, like just imagine buying a place and being scared, wondering if it's going to be profitable or not. Yeah. You no. Know? And some people get into that situation because they're, they aren't educated, you know, and they haven't gone through the due diligence, like, you know, like we do here. Yeah. And it, it, it is unfortunate. I, you know, we, we have the, the, fortunate ability to talk to a lot of people that are in yeah. this game. And unfortunately, some of them have gotten into properties that they, yeah. you know, and they're like, Hey, Sean, I just need to learn the marketing side because my property's not performing and I need to, I need to make it perform. And sometimes it's not just that in marketing, you know, you can't, you know, sometimes you don't have the right property to be able to maximize what you're looking to do. And, and, uh, 
and you know, if you have the right property, you can make all kinds of adjustments and you can oh, yeah. adjust your marketing, you can adjust your messaging, all these different things we can do. If you have the wrong property, that's really difficult. And yes. so, um, you know, you, re- you really need to understand that and, and the market too. You have to understand the property and the market. And so, um, well, listen, Eli, I want to respect your time. I told you an hour and uh, I, I, I know that we're, we're rolling up on that hour, but I have a couple more questions for you. And um, kind of similar, but I want to see how the how if they're if they're different answers. And so, you know, as you've gone through through this whole process, you know, you've learned a lot. Um, you, you know, you're getting ready for that next next acquisition now. And through that experience, going through the tough acquisition phase, going through the tough rehab phase, um, because there's a lot of people, and if they're going to get discouraged, that's typically when they get discouraged. Is there any is there anything that you think would be helpful for people to hear as they're diving into the acquisition in these tough markets right now? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it would just it would be just keep going. Um, I, I know, like I personally have gotten discouraged, um, you know, by making a few offers and them not getting picked. But you know what? That saved me, you know, so much time and money from learning that lesson and not going so far, getting emotional about it, getting so far over my head. Um, you know, I remember putting in one offer and the, the real estate agent was like, dude, you're not even going to compete. And he's like, you should raise it to this. And I was like, Nope. And you know, my, my words of wisdom would be, you know, just keep going. Like you're going to eventually you're going to hit that one and everything happens for a reason. And if you're doing everything that you can do and, you know, you're putting in all the time and you're making sure that you're submitting your best offer and you know that if you get accepted, you're going to turn this into a great property. Yeah. I know for a fact that you'll end up getting one yeah. and it's just, you know, sticking it out. And this is a tough, this is a really tough market, you know, in our first property, we ended up having to go the rehab route because nobody, nobody wanted to do it. They all wanted to turn key. And, you know, we said, you know, well, that's too bad. Everybody's going to miss out on a great property because, you know, we're going to get this one and we're going to put some time and love into it. And, uh, you know, that's how we had to get our first one. And, you know, fortunately now we do have a little bit of equity to use for our next one and maybe we won't go the rehab route, but honestly, it'd just be, just keep, keep pushing, get creative you know, I called a few uh, different property managers and, and they called me for deals, you know, granted it's not what I was looking for, but like you put something in their ear that they might have a buyer, like, you know, they'll call you. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's great advice. And I always tell people that acquisition phase right now feels like you're running a marathon. It feels like you're just, they're going through this 12 round heavyweight match. And sometimes you're, if you're in round three, you just got to keep pushing. Right. And and great advice on not chasing the wrong deal. Be trust the process. Trust if you're running your numbers, trust what those numbers are. And it doesn't matter what somebody says. If a realtor comes to me and says, hey, Sean, you're not going to get this deal unless you make it here. Well, if, if that top end of what they're telling me I need, if that doesn't mean I have to win every deal. I'm not going to chase the deal to the point where it doesn't make sense. And I, that's a great piece of advice as well, because yeah. sometimes we feel so much pressure to, to, to get go something. up above and beyond just to get something locked up. And, and that's not the case either. Just, just realize the right property is going to come around. I always tell people to keep in mind that the, the acquisition is a short-term phase of a long-term process. Yes. Right. 
100%. And, you know, if anybody's ever used eBay before, um, when you're buying, you're bidding on something, right? And it's like seven cents and you're bidding on it, bidding on it, and all of a sudden it's $200 and you're like, well, now I just got to win. Yeah. Right? And this, you know, let somebody else. This is the game to play that. Yeah. You, no. you don't want to be the, always be the winner. We want to lock them up when it's the right deal and the right deal will come around. I 100% agree with you on that. It will. Yep. It yep. will. Awesome. Good. Great piece of advice. So last, if you go back to the very beginning, let's say a year ago, it's, it's literally almost a year ago. And before you started this entire process and dove into the short-term rental game, you know, what, what would you, what piece of advice would you give yourself as you start this journey? Um, my, my first piece of advice would just be trust the process. Um, and then number two would just be open to, to trying things and learning things. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm such a, I love to experiment with things. I love to learn. Like I love to invest into mentors. Um, and, I love to, to dive into things. And like, you know, there's, there's so many things like, I don't want to get too technical on anything, but like, man, there's so many cool things you can do with this type of asset class that you can't do with a lot of other, other things. You know, if, if, if you're realizing that you're not booking up as much as you can, there's so many different tweaks that you can make. And, and like, there's so many different things you can add and stories you can tell and, you know, I think my piece of advice would just be to, to, you know, trust the process and look forward to the outcome because, you know, it's, it's been such a fun process that, you know, has been taxing at times, but like getting to this point now is all worth everything that we've been through in the last year. It's just sticking to that. You know, there's, there's something I heard somewhat recently is the best performing, um, stock accounts at like fidelity were from people who were dead and that's because they couldn't change anything. They couldn't mess with them. They couldn't mess with it. <laughs> that's that's interesting. Know? And it's like, those were the best performing accounts and they made the most money. And it's like, you know what, if you, if you could just have your plan and stick to your plan and just see it through till the end, which you'll get there, you know, it might be tough and everybody has excuses about timing and, all this other stuff but like you'll find a way and you can when you get to the end like it'll be worth it awesome love it and i think that has a lot to do with your guys's attitude as well you 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 guys have such a great attitude about the process and the journey that you and you have so much fun with it and you know you know where you're going you you guys have a i mean you guys are very goal-driven and have long-term plans and and i i know i mean talking to you guys i know exactly what you're going to do and you're going to and you're going to exceed it every time because your attitude's there and you're just, you're just trusting that, that process and focused on the outcome. I think it's a great, great piece of advice. Yeah, for sure. Eli, I, uh, I can't tell you how much I enjoy talking to you every time we get a chance to to chat. And uh, I'm glad that uh, some, uh, some of our listeners could listen in and watch uh, this and, and tell Lindsay, we missed her immensely on this. And so, those of you that are interested, we're going to post um, Eli and Lindsay's property link in the show notes. Really go check it out. Um, even, um, you know, if you can stay in it, stay in it, book it, go check it out. It's, it's, a, it's a really great property, but really go check it out as well, just for inspiration. They've done an amazing job with it. They continue to add 
you know, pitchers and, you know, the, they're really starting to tell a story with the property as this property matures as an asset there, you know, um, and so go pay attention to it for, if you want to know how to do something right, go look at their property. And so, um, Eli, thank you again for joining us. Um, it, it's been a pleasure. And, uh, I know that there's a, a lot of our listeners will very much appreciate listening to your story and, and get a lot of inspiration from it as well. Um, I know when I listened to it, I got excited when you're telling us about, you know, the, the experiences that you're providing for people. And it just, it, it's fun to, it's fun to hear that process. Well, thank you for having me, man. And, and since I joined, like, you know, I, I thought about this moment being on and being able to tell know my story and and give you guys credit for for helping me get here and you know this was this was something that i've been looking forward to for a year so i'm really wow. thankful to be here and thanks for everything that you guys have done and the group that you've created and the community that surrounds you i mean there it's incredible it's great awesome man well we couldn't be more proud of you guys and and so excited for the future and and it, it's just the beginning my friend um it, it, we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of fun and so those of you listening Thank you once again for joining us on the Vodacy Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. We're going to sign off today. And if you got anything out of this episode, you know, this, this, our show continues to grow because of people like you sharing it with other people that you think might enjoy listening and watching. If you, if you um, are so kind to leave us a review and give us a rating, those things do help in both the podcast episodes and on YouTube. And so, as I always say today, Go do one thing today, just one little thing that you start to do to help you build that life that you don't want to take a vacation from. And so until next time, we'll see you all. Cheers, my friends. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. Share this with other people you think need to hear about it. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hey, Grace, is there a website? Yes. For more amazing content and expert advice, visit bodicey.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.